This is the review that most of you have been waiting for. This, I don't even know where to start. This is a camera that's made by a company called Light. This is the L16. It has 16 lenses in it. And I want to talk about this. There are some things that I like about it and there are some enormous frustrations that I've got. Before I get into that, I do want to say this. What Light are doing is extremely difficult. They are a startup company. They are not Sony. They are not Canon. They are not Nikon. They are building a camera from scratch. They've been working on this design for about two years and for that I have nothing but the utmost respect because what they're doing is hard. This is somebody with an idea who found a way to get it funded and found a way to proceed with it and they work very hard at this. There are firmware updates all the time and I just want to lead off by saying that. The Light L16 is essentially a concept that is built around this idea of computational imaging. So what it basically means is the computer is going to take over certain functions of the camera to let the camera behave differently than what we're used to and the idea is that because the size, as they say, is going to replace a DSLR and a bag of lenses. And there's some other things that go into this as well. Now, having said that, I have read all the documentation on Light's website and they acknowledge on there that a lot of it is simplified for clarity. So there's a lot of guesses that one has to make on certain things behind the technology. I don't know whether that's proprietary technology or whether they're just not sharing that or whatever that is. Having said that though, you have 16 lenses and when you take an image with this camera, it uses a combination of lenses up to 10 to make that image. And so this is where it gets kind of weird. So what it saves to the camera is essentially a package of a bunch of those images. You just see it as a file, but it's actually all those images packed together. Then what you have to do is you have to download this to the computer and you use their software, which is called Lumen, and I'll talk about that in a second. And then you use Lumen to process the image. One of the things that it does is it allows you to adjust depth of field in post, a lot like Lytro, but not like Lytro, probably more in the vein of what a smartphone does with portrait mode now. And it kind of has that same look to it. But anyway, once you process that, then you can save that out to a DNG or a JPEG file. So there is a workflow. It's not like you're just going to pull images out of this camera and get it going. But what do the images look like? How does it work? Let's just start at the beginning. One of the things that Light does really well with this camera is presentation. The packaging is first class. Now I know once you get it out of the packaging, that's kind of cast away, but at least that first impression is one that's gorgeous. In fact, the camera is actually well built too. It does not feel cheap. It feels comfortable to use. I like the rubber grips on it. I like the design. It is very very well done and definitely has probably, you know, kind of a nod to Apple and a lot of its modern aesthetic. The first time you turn it on, it's going to ask for a Wi-Fi connection and password. And what it does is it uses this for software updates. This is a little bit of a letdown because I know that the entire system is built on top of Android. And I kind of assumed that part of the functionality on here would be the ability to upload images to the internet right off of the camera, but that is not part of the plan at this moment. And so basically what this does is it just connects and it does software updates and then you're kind of have to go through the workflow that I'm going to talk about to get your images processed so that you can share them after the fact. However, the design on this is extremely well executed. The camera is gorgeous. I'm really impressed with how much thought went into the overall design layout and user experience on the L16. I think it's one of its strong suits. The physical layout of the camera is dead simple. On the top, you have a power button and a shutter release button. And then on the bottom of the camera, you've got a tripod socket. You have an attachment that will fit with light, etc. 
accessories that will be coming, USB-C for charging, and then there's an audio input. And I know when they originally announced this camera, one of the things they mentioned it would do would have video capabilities. And unfortunately, those aren't available at the time I am filming this, but it will be one thing that comes soon. When you power the camera on, it comes right up like a smartphone would. It's very responsive. And the layout's very simple and pretty much intuitive to what you would expect. You simply tap to focus on an object in the scene. If you want to zoom, you will tap, hold, and then slide up, and it does its zooming. And then you can also zoom out by going the opposite direction. And what is going on behind the scenes is the camera is automatically based on your focal length, figuring out what arrangement of lenses that it's going to use. And so you really don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's all done internally. Everything is really smooth. Everything flows really well. And there are basically two modes that you're going to use on here. There's an automatic mode, and then you have manual mode. And to, when you're in, the default's into automatic mode. And basically what you have control in this mode over is exposure compensation. So if I just simply touch the little sun icon here, and I can slide up or down with my finger to change the exposure compensation if I want to overexpose or underexpose slightly. If you hit the arrow, you can go up and you can select manual mode. And what's nice about this is it gives you control over all the manual functions on the camera. One of the things that I really liked on Light's website is they were talking about how to get the best images for like night and low light. And what you want to do is you want to use a tripod, but you can dial in the manual exposure. It does work really well. This will allow you to shoot at a really low ISO setting, something like 100, and you can really adjust the amount of shutter speed that you want. The other thing that's really cool for low light is you could use the timer functionality so the camera's not shaking as you press the shutter, and you can also use the shutter on the screen as opposed to the physical shutter on the top of the camera. For the most part, all of the design on the L16 is definitely form follows function. It's well executed with one minor complaint, and it's actually not that minor because it does affect how you're able to shoot with the camera. Inevitably, to hold this camera still to get a shot, you want to, like a traditional camera, be able to hold it like this. Well, all of the lenses are all the way over on my left, your right side of the camera, and inevitably, you have the haptic vibration that goes on, and when I'm holding this up to shoot, it's starts buzzing because it's telling me one of my fingers is covering a lens. So you end up doing this a lot. And it's kind of frustrating. In fact, over the holidays, I handed this camera over to like my mother and my sister because I wanted to see how somebody who's not really a photographer is going to respond to this because inevitably it kind of looks like a cell phone. Pretty much everybody had the same problem and were pretty annoyed by it, and everybody kind of felt like it was a little big and bulky considering the trend is going smaller on the smartphone end. But in all fairness, this is actually designed to replace higher-end photography. We're going to get into that in a second, so maybe the consumer experience is not exactly what they're going for. Either way, it's the only complaint I have about the design. Otherwise, everything is extremely beautiful, everything is extremely well thought out, and unfortunately, most of my positive experience with this camera ends there. Now we're gonna get into the imaging side of things. Once you have some images and you are ready to go over to the computer for the workflow, the first problem comes up, which is when you plug the USB cable in, how do you set this down? Do you have to hold it or you can set it down face down and risk scratching the lens panel or you can put it on its back? Very poor design choice. Fortunately, the L16 comes with a little felt case and that works so you can at least set it on something that's not going to scratch it. Once you plug the L16 into your computer, you open up Lumen. Now, I mentioned that the UI in the L16 is extremely well thought out, very intuitive and very easy to use. Lumen is none of that. Lumen feels cheap. It doesn't remember basic things like when you quit it, how big you had the window the last time it was open and it's kind of a nightmare to use. Once you open up Lumen and connect the camera, the images transfer pretty seamlessly there is no problem there. Now, as I mentioned earlier, what you were downloading from the camera are the native image files. And there's a lot of technical documentation on Light's website, which is really nice. And they state in there that these are essentially package files. And 
and they contain all of the images that were fired off when you made the picture, and they're up to 10 per exposure. Now, you don't really see any of this behind the scenes. Lumen handles all of it, but once it brings all of your images in, you have to double-click and go into each one to do any editing options that you want to do. Now, you can export out to a DNG file, and you can put this into Lightroom, which makes everything pretty easy, or you can export out as a JPEG, and Lumen really only has the most basic controls over exposure, sharpness, uh, white balance, things like that. Over on the left-hand side of the interface, you're going to notice all of your depth of field controls. And this is where this camera starts to get a little bit confusing because when you start editing the depth of field, it feels like the iPhone in portrait mode or any modern cell phone camera that's trying to fake the blurred out background. And there's some ways you can refine edges, but the whole experience feels a little phony to me. It was not for me personally. It wasn't something I was into, but it did raise some questions for me as to how this camera is operating. Now, on the technical documentation on the website, they do talk about this. And essentially, you don't have any control over aperture. It shoots everything wide open. So one of my questions I'm wondering is, is it shooting using different lenses to get different focal distances and it's bringing those together? And I really don't feel that's what it looks like in post. I'm not sure what the advantage to shooting everything wide open is. One of the things it does say is it lets more light into the camera, which is fairly obvious. But it also states in the technical documentation that ISO performance, because you're using computational imaging, you're going to get really good gain performance in this camera. And I have not seen that at all. High ISO performance, I have noticed, is pretty abysmal. Not only is there noise, but you start to lose an enormous amount of detail when you start zooming in. Now, this is another thing I want to talk about with the images that you get off this camera, is this whole ability to zoom in. Now, here's the deal. Depending on what your focal length is set at on the camera, it's going to be a different resolution in the end. And mainly the reason is, is when you're shooting at the widest angle on this camera, it's going to be using the most lenses. And as you zoom in, it's going to be using fewer. That's a weird thing to get used to. And so on the long end, it's a lot fewer. But on the wide end, you can actually export an 81 megapixel file. And I've been doing a lot of that. And I'll export them as DNGs. Now, here's where I think light may be shooting themselves in the foot. Because I'm not really sure that the little tiny lenses that are on this thing are going to provide anything that you're going to want to see at that kind of resolution. So when you're zoomed out and you're looking at the image just fitting onto the screen, things look pretty good and they look pretty sharp. And then when you start to zoom in is where the blemishes start to unveil themselves. There are a lot of problems with chromatic aberration. And then the weirdest thing that I can't really explain is this problem it has with demosaicing. Now, demosaicing is a term that when you are putting together a raw file or interpreting a raw file in the software you're using is how it handles fine detail and how it puts those things together. Now, there's obviously a lot of stitching that's going on when you go to Lumen and the stitching algorithm is where the problem seems to lie. Anything with a lot of fine, small details, the software just can't seem to process correctly. And when you zoom in and you move around, it's like some parts feel like they're at a different focus than others. And maybe that's the problem, which led me back to wondering if when it makes multiple exposures for one picture, if it's using different focus lengths, I'm not really sure on that, but it really has a problem with this. And this is where just some of the nastiness comes out on this camera. Now, it is capable of taking decent images, but you have have to shoot for what the camera is going to be able to process or the software I probably should say in post is able to process and this is where a lot of the problem is you can shoot things that don't have a lot of fine details in them the color renditions okay nothing is super exciting about it but at least it's a proof of concept that the light l16 does work but I really don't like the idea of only being able to use it in certain applications because this whole notion of having a portable camera with all these lenses and it's supposed to be able to avoid that and increase the versatility and range of what you're able to do as a photographer. A couple things that I want to say about light and the L16. Now, they announced this camera and that they were going to start the company and go into production.
collection. This was a little over two years ago, and I remember seeing it at the time. I thought it was an interesting concept. My curiosity was piqued. They actually reached out to me and said, hey, we've seen your YouTube channel. We have this program where we will sell you the camera at a discount, and we will involve you in some events that we're going to do and some learning opportunities, and it's going to be kind of this community thing, and you'll be the first to get it. You'll be the first to know about it. And I thought about it. I thought, you know, I kind of like this. I'll go for it. So I gave them my deposit, and a lot of time went by. And they were good at times of communicating where they were on this. And here's the deal. I don't have an affiliation or a relationship with Light at all. I've never met them other than this one person reaching out via email who I'm not even sure is at the company anymore because I have heard from them since. But I like what they're doing. I also understand that what they're doing is very difficult. They don't have the billions of dollars into R&D that a big camera company would. Things are going to move much slower. They're going to be more difficult. It is a total uphill climb. So over that two-year period, I did have several outs. We will refund your deposit. Uh, if you want out of this, just let us know. And I thought, no, I'm going to stick with it because I have the faith. I think they're going to do this. And then more time would go by and another deadline would pass. Anyway, that's kind of how it is with startups. I get it. And so it was kind of weird because in December, I got this email saying, look, the camera's ready. If you want yours, we'll ship it to you. Just pay off the balance. And we want to let you know that it's going to be awesome, but it's not awesome yet. And so if you want to wait, we would suggest doing that. And I thought, well, all right, what's waiting a little more time? And so I decided to wait. And then it was weird because like two weeks later, I got another email saying, hey, if you want it, these are going to go on sale on the website. And if you want it, now's the time. Let's do this. We'll send it to you before Christmas. And I thought, okay, let's go for it. So I went ahead and paid my balance off. And this has been my experience with this camera so far. Do I think they're going to fix this stuff? I think that they're going to do their best to do it, and I don't think that they would continue to beat this horse if they felt they couldn't. Um, so I believe in their confidence, um, but it's really not ready for prime time now. In fact, the list price for what you buy it for on their website has gone up, and I think it's way too expensive for a camera that does this. And here's the other thing. Two years is a long time, and other people have mentioned this in their early reviews too. But you start to question, because cell phone technology has moved pretty far over the last two years, where we are with this and where this is going to lead to, is this still something that is relevant? It's still a little big. It's still a little bulky. You don't have access to apps like you do with a regular smartphone. So I'm interested to hear from you guys. Um, assuming they can fix the demosaicing issues and some of the dynamic range and some of the weird quirkiness about it, is this something that you guys think is still relevant that you might be interested in? Leave me a comment. Let me know. And also let me know if there's anything you'd like to see with this camera because I'm going to stick with it. Um, I have faith that they can do something with it, and I kind of want to see what it's going to do. Is it ready for primetime now? Hell no. In fact, let me make it clear. I can't stand the images that I get off this camera, and I really hate the fact that you have to kind of restrict what you're shooting, knowing that it can't handle fine details into things that you know will work right, because that defeats the purpose of having something that's small and mobile, and in their words, is something that replaces a DSLR and a bag full of lenses. So that is my review of the Light L16. We'll see where this goes. I'll update you if anything major changes on this. I'll see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.